Picture it, Dallas, Texas, 1995. It's 6 a.m. and a 16-year-old Hillary is bleary-eyed but waiting with bated breath. Will it happen? Will her dreams come true? And there it is. Highland Park High School is closed today for inclement weather. Woo! <laughs> That's right, folks. We're in the middle of winter, and we're talking snow days. The feelings, the food, the activities, oh, and that's sacred of all days. Uh, joining me to talk Price is Right, all my children, and random snacks, I have two of my northern co-hosts. I guess all of y'all are my northern co-hosts, but, like, two specific ones this time. Uh, from Money Put Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Van Harmer. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and from Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, it's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. Good evening all the way down there, Hillary. <laughs> Hello. Though, I mean, do I have more? Well, we'll talk about it. I have some precipitation. Um, okay, as usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, tea she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Bobby, you got a speaking lot of small of talk. Part- <laughs> speaking of it being wet down there. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're recording on Thursday. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before that the wordle word of the day was moist? Ew. Oh, yeah, it was a couple days ago. It's like his, like, peace out. I'm gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got his paycheck from and he's like, the New York moist, Times. Bye, bitches. Ha <laughs> 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 Yep. And then uh, today is his panty. Sorry oh, for God. the spoiler. God. Well, I've been playing Loodle alongside Wordle. Which is bad words. Little is hard because the words it's are so much harder. Yeah, I can't I, repeat I any of the answers two. I've gotten. But yeah, there. Yeah. But I, it's harder to guess because the just the the dictionary is smaller. So sure. Right. Bobby um, showed me what was that one called? It was like the Taylor Swift one. <laughs> yes, but it's not like five <laughs> letters. It's like <laughs> like a lyric. It's like you know four pages long or something like that. Like, I couldn't even try. That would be great if it was just, uh, you know, you belong with me <laughs> in one long string. <laughs> so I was trying to go for a relatively long Taylor Swift song, but I didn't want to go like an oh, entire gosh. sentence. Anyway, we have a lot of small talk. Yes. And it's all about me. <laughs> yes. Uh, first, I missed the episode last week about, uh, well, what I've dubbed here tedious hobbies. And uh, we'll get into it in the mailbag because we've asked about other folks things they like that make uh, that other people find tedious and mine because I don't have hobbies and I just work constantly are work related I mean I have a lot of these I have just the littlest bit of OCD when it comes to counting things I like things to end in tens Mm -hmm. so I'm always like counting uh like telephone poles that I'm driving by or um sometimes this is really gross but like even just um like the this is like the vocal exercise, the tip of the tongue at the back of the teeth. Like I'll, I'll just like tap out tens in my, with my tongue. Like I've just, I do it without thinking about it. Huh. Um, but I really like these things where like there's a thing for every place and everything in its place and a place for everything. So like, I'm not that organized. The apartment here at the Garden View Studios is kind of a wreck right now. But I love like menial tasks for work. Like, if we get a day where we're just sealing envelopes, yeah. stuffing envelopes, sealing envelopes, stamping, running things through the printer where I have to constantly just sort of, like, keep feeding it 10 envelopes at a time, figuring out, like, the maximum number of envelopes I can put in the printer without it jamming, and then doing that over and over again, <laughs> keeping everything in, like, zip code order. Uh, 
just like the just being very precise for that kind of stuff. I love it. And it's it's the least valuable use of my time in the office. Like I'm doing the thing that any intern should be able to come in and do. But it needs to get done. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that feels good to not do high level stuff to, you know, I always say like in college, I was, you know, I was a political science major and I really didn't like, again, like I always say, I think I'm a smart, dumb person. Like I can memorize lots of facts, but I'm not really good at like theories. I hated theoretical classes because I was like, I don't get it. Or not like I don't get it, but it was just sort of boring to me. But I like the one where it was like, memorize a fact and then reiterate that fact like that was sort of and I kind of think of that as like probably some of the stuff you were doing is like super high level like strategizing and planning out for the future or whatever oh yeah so so high level well I know but it's it's bigger picture kind of stuff (laughs) but then but doing something that is tangible it feels really good yeah yep mine are similar I've got I was thinking of one specific thing um that I do at work, which is, and I don't get to do it very often because like, this is going to be, a, this is going to sound like a brag and I kind of don't mean it to be, but I'm a senior biostatistician and I don't need to be doing like data cleaning, yeah, <laughs> you know, tidying up spreadsheets and stuff. Um, but every once in a while, if it needs to get done, I'm happy to do it. And it's kind of a nice change from like being responsible for regulatory documents, which is a lot of what I do now. <laughs> and like, I got to do, I got to build this table um, listing all the medications for everybody in this study. And they, this is a mistake, but they allowed people to enter free text, oh. um, which means that the, it was just a bunch of garbage. It was just terrible. So I got to, I got to spend almost an entire day cleaning that up and organizing it and like looking up the generic names for all the brand names and combining them. And it was just so satisfying once it was done because I got it down from a list of like 300 drug names to like, I don't know, 75 or something. That is um, it was really fun. <laughs> that is fun. And it's sort of like a fact-finding mission also. So you're like, I yeah. need to cross-reference it with this. I take the mm-hmm. purple ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 Prilosec. No. Mm. <laughs> is there anything we can do with that in the clear? I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what is the name of Prilosec? I should know this. Omeprazole maybe? I, I don't know. That was last week. <laughs> like that's gone from my mind I'm trying to think now. of the generic name yes. for Prilosec. Yeah. All right. The other thing I wanted to bring up that isn't related to my tedious hobbies is uh, something that McDonald's has done that I find ridiculous. And I'm trying to pull up a list here, but I have to turn off my ad blocker to pull up an article to help with this. And uh, I'm going to regret this. I'm only turning you off once, newsobserver.com. Do not trust. No, I will not subscribe. Shut up. You know, I had to just turn that off because it was making everything impossible to look at. Like sites will just be like, I see you have an ad blocker, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) We won't show you anything. And and I get it. But like when I'm looking at gossip crap on the independent co UK or whatever, I don't want to get spam with all the random. I mostly did it for recipe sites because you can't read the goddamn recipe. because It's like a banner ad that goes with you when you scroll and shit. It's horrible. There's a dumb website, dumb um, recipe website that I like really like her recipes and it pains me to go to them. Like I have to snip it, it you know, and just save it like as a JPEG. So I can like just use that. Cause I don't want to go to the I website. will go to like print recipes yes. and that will yes. get rid of a lot of yeah. it sometimes, yeah. but not all of it. Always, I was so. just about to say my Tishi recommends today and I'll just jump the line <laughs> as printfriendly.com. Yeah. And just fucking all the time for those news articles and stuff like that, or the recipes where you have to scroll down to the, 
It's like, all I need is the oven setting. I can probably figure out the rest. I don't care yep. about you skipping through the valley to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we should write some Tishi recipe. We should have a Tishi recipe book. Yes, we should. Oh, mm. as long as I can mm. know your future episode. Tishi recipe book. We could do it as a fundraiser for yeah. a charity or for us. <laughs> I'm the charity. <laughs> for us, yeah. Hey, we We're still have to pay anymore. hosting fees and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jeremy's, you know, 10710 is just a shell of its former self. <laughs> uh, anyway, McDonald's has pissed me off because they have standardized some quote unquote menu hacks. These you, things that circulate you can't standardize on standardize a hack. Like, right? That's annoying. The word hack is out of control. Yes, it is. It, it doesn't mean like it doesn't mean like a thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more complex than that. So they've life hacked some new menus together. <laughs> but here's the part that, that I find absolutely galling. Galling. They've taken these menu items and they're putting them on the regular menu, but they're not building them for you. All they're doing is selling you all of the shit on their menu to build this yourself. And this as they said audacity. to you, right the other yes. night. So here I am like an asshole sitting in the <laughs> parking lot of a fucking McDonald's trying not to drop a beef patty in my lap because I'm trying to assemble the land, air and sea burger. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> Which is a Big Mac with McChicken and filet fish patties added <sighs> to it. But instead of making you this monstrous jaw-breaking, actually, Meredith, you really couldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have That's to unhinge something to, to bite this. And then I guess you just have extra buns, or maybe in their version, you're just using all the extra buns too. But like, they're selling you a Big Mac and a McChicken and a Filet-O-Fish. It's, it's the Ikea of McDonald's sandwiches, except much less organized. Is this like a, a tedious hobby that somebody might enjoy? meticulous sandwich creation well, I think in they, your car? I think they were. <laughs> like, I think the people who are already enjoying this were already enjoying this. So if they wanted the surf and turf, which is a filet fish plus a double cheeseburger, sure, do that on your own time. But, like, if you're going to make the menu for it, then make me the fucking land, air, and sea burger. <laughs> or the, the crunchy double, which is six chicken McNuggets and barbecue sauce, again, on a double cheeseburger, where you just stick the chicken nuggets on the sandwich. And then the yeah, most... Yeah, I can do that myself. With yes. With dumb menu item. Yes. Well, the, the most galling one, the gallingest of them all, <laughs> is the hash brown McMuffin, the sandwich everyone already knew existed, which is a sausage McMuffin with egg, and then just put your hash brown on the sandwich. Yes. Oh, thanks a lot, McDonald's. Good right. idea. So... It is bullshit. Right? Yes. <laughs> I saw the commercial for this, and so Gregory has a sickness... I mean, he's got diabetes, (laughs) but he also has a sickness where if there is a new fast food thing, if there is a new Doritos flavor, if there is a new soda flavor, he must, must, must try it. Because he's an adventurer. That's not a sickness. He's he's got the drive. He's got the trailblazing spirit. (laughs) He's like Lewis and Clark with. uh... (laughs) Yeah. And that's fine. Except that like what that means now is that when there's some crazy, stupid new Mountain Dew, we have to buy a 20 ounce. I have to drink most of it and he gets a sip <laughs> and i don't want to drink well i'll like pour it down the drain yeah don't tell him that because he also doesn't like to waste food well um but we saw this commercial two, two 
cents worth of soda. <laughs> well, I know it's a tragic loss. But we saw this commercial and I was just like, that looks horrible. And I looked over and he's like, oh, I have to try. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, he will do it no matter what I say. So I, I don't think he's done it yet because I haven't heard anything, but uh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will happen soon. Yeah. So what was your review? Did you finally get it together? And what did it, was it horrible? No, I didn't. I'm not going to give them my money to not build me these sandwiches. Absolutely not. Okay. I'm going to continue to late at night when I'm sad and depressed and too lazy to make dinner, order a 10 piece chicken nugget <laughs> or a two cheeseburger meal with no mustard, no onion, which are my go-to orders at McDonald's. And I'm going to eat them in my car sad and not spill anything <laughs> in my lap. God, I loved that two cheeseburger meal that was my go-to in college yeah so that's good. a that's a i'm too poor for a big mac meal special like i just like I, there's something about that that i liked even more than the big mac though i don't know what it they were like smushier i don't know i don't like a big mac really i don't like the goop that they put on it i'm pretty sure exactly. you can save 27 cents if you order a double cheeseburger and get big mac sauce on it and then you eat three you know one third less bun <laughs> I was a vegetarian in college, so my go-to poor meal was a bean burrito plus tomato, which was 89 cents. It's wild. Yeah. I think I've talked about poor man's wings before. The summer I lived in the frat house, there was a little uh, takeout quasi-Greek place down the street from the house I was living in, and they would sell you an entire takeout tray full of French fries. It's like a double order of French fries tossed in hot sauce with blue cheese on the side Ooh. yep just straight carbs and hot sauce <laughs> <laughs> that you lost me at the blue cheese but the rest of it sounds good that's a young man's meal mm-hmm. uh yeah that would literally kill me now <laughs> i would either be in a grave or suffering the effects of this hot yes. sauce. yes i yeah. would have to have a gallbladder to make that work <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna risk it you're like i can't do it guys I cannot because again um, it's galling Galling. L O L. Yeah, I I won't. I don't want to. I don't want to linger on this too much because the mailbag is overfloweth this week. But uh, it's also just real quick, not a secret menu item when it's publicized. Like that's not a secret. secret. Yeah, it's not. It's not a secret. So I call bullshit on that. Okay, moving on. Let's go to the mailbag. We have a lot. Our mailbag is full this week, y'all, and I appreciate it. Um, okay, so we got some regular mail from Justina, the lovely Justina. She um, There's nothing regular about it. It's always special when we get mail from it, Justina. I don't want to make it sound like it's lesser than the other things we got. I know. Like, fuck meta or whatever. Like, yes, <laughs> email us. Although, uh, please participate in the Facebook group. It's the only thing keeping me on Facebook <laughs> at this point. Um, okay, Justina says, hi, all. I love this week's show's topic. I'm sure I'm not surprising anyone when I say I have a list of things I love to do that others find tedious. I mean... I'm the kid that spent one summer learning how to diagram sentences from a 1950s textbook my mom brought home from a garage sale. I hear you saying nerd, but is that a bad thing? No. And I want to reiterate, when I say nerd, I really like don't mean it. Like, I mean, I mean it with all the love in my heart. I'm a nerd in a lot of ways, so it's all good. I, I feel like when I say somebody's a dork, that means that I like have distaste for them. But a nerd is like, you know, warms my heart. 
Um, she goes on to say, one thing I loved doing back when I was working was expense reports. Oh, God bless. I hate doing expense reports. The earliest forms were a little boring, but once the online process was implemented, I love the challenge of getting my expense report fully approved on the first try. I get that because I'm always, <laughs> yeah. it's like, can you change the coding on this one thing? Ugh. Uh, if I, you get it approved, it's like you got an A. I yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I had such a reputation for being successful at getting all my charges approved that others started coming to me when they had anything weird to expense. See, that's the problem. Don't publicize yeah. it because mm-hmm. it's just adding to your workload. And since we were all traveling all over the world, we're doing R&D to boot. We had a lot of weird expensing situations. Like the time we bought 30 bottles of laxative. Don't ask. Ooh. Mm, I do want to ask. I don't think you can say that and then say don't <laughs> ask. Justina, you're going to have to come on the show or yeah. leave us a voicemail about that because... Yes, I'm That's curious. That's after you eat a huge batch of fries <laughs> with hot sauce. Yes. Uh, I love a bunch of other stuff, too. Without going into detail, I love doing our taxes, bookkeeping in general, and decluttering and organizing spaces, especially small spaces, turning them into something great instead of a trash pile. Fortunately for me, many of my friends and family are pack rats, so I get to do this pretty regularly. She then tells us about our construction, but I think that's, that's just for us. That's for us. Um, all the best, Justina. P.S. Space Nerd Alert. The JWST James Webb Space Telescope I got to see last September is now in position orbiting L2. Google where is web for the very cool update jeremy alert jeremy you need to go check that out um i was thinking about organizing stuff like cleaning out my closet i feel like that as like i do about working out um i don't want to do it and then when i'm doing it i'm okay with it and then once it's done i'm so happy i did like i'm like extremely happy i did it so it's i i also think sometimes i can be a little bit of a not a perfectionist but like i want it I start kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do it a little bit. And then I get fully into it. And I know oh, this is going to be such a time commitment. And I'm happy I did it. But it's just sort of these mix of emotions when I'd rather just be watching TV or something. Sometimes yeah. I have to be in just the right yes. mood. and that, But yes. then when I am, it's like full yes. blast. Like, yes. I love, love, love purging stuff. Oh, feels um, so good. I like getting rid of clothes that I mm-hmm. don't wear. Mm-hmm. And then seeing like, look at all this space that I have. Yes. And I kind of do that in a mini version a lot because like – this house is 100 years old and they did not build like huge closets no. for no. people no. Like, back then, no. especially not like linen closets. Well, you so had your, linen other, closets, like, your other outfit and then your Sunday clothes. <laughs> yeah, basically. And that was kind of it. Yeah. And we put a, a medicine cabinet in the bathroom so we would have like somewhere to put stuff. Yeah, some storage. Um, but there's not a lot. So it's really satisfying when I actually make some space in there because I also tend to um, expand to fill my space. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, I can buy more lotions for my face. I have room in my medicine. <laughs> I did go through, I did throw, go through my, um, like, yeah, I, we have a little closet next to our shower. That's like, it's not a, I guess it's supposed to be a linen closet, but it's too narrow to really be one. And so I just would buy something. I'd use it once and it didn't really work, but it was pretty much full. So I would just put it in that closet. Like maybe I'll check back on that yep. later. And I'm like, I got it. This has to go. Like this stuff has, and it does feel good to, kind of purge it a little bit and mm-hmm. when I clean out my closet I realize how much bullshit I buy from like Target or whatever like this shirt's cute like now I, for some reason I've been weirdly obsessed with um shirts with like puffy shoulders I don't know why and I know that in six months I'm gonna be like Bleh! like get this out of here <laughs> and I it grosses me my consumerism sometimes grosses me out but yet I still buy it's a cycle. I understand. Um, <laughs> this week we talk about how you're programmed to consume. <laughs> I am. I am to a 
sad degree. Um, we did get a voicemail from listener Leslie, and we'll play it here. Hey, guys, this is Leslie, and I just had to leave a message because I just listened to the show about pop culture um, and pop culture obsessions when you were a kid. And Hillary, you and I were the same child because I used to plan my Oscar speech, you know, the speech that I would give at the Oscars when I won my Oscar. And then I would plan what I was going to say to Jay Leno when I was on his show talking about winning my Oscar. And I also could not understand why I was not cast to play Laura on Little House on the Prairie because I thought Melissa Gilbert was terrible and I would have been way better. Um, and I just I used to act like I was on a TV show with my sister. And when we got in a fight, I would just like overact everything. And I just thought I was supposed to be. Oh, and when I would like wash the dishes or something or cook a grilled cheese sandwich, I would pretend I was either on a cooking show or doing a commercial for the dish soap. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Hillary, I just want to thank you for reminding me like what a dorky kid I was. So thanks for that. And I will talk to you later. Bye for now. Leslie, I'm so happy that you have joined <laughs> me. Um, I love that there are people that are like me because I definitely thought I was like a little bit of a weird kid, like that I thought it was going to be the star of a show when clearly like I was a cute enough kid, but there was not that much talent in me <laughs> to do that. And, but I was convinced of it. I had like, you know how people have like body dysmorphia or whatever, like they think they're uglier than they are. I had like talent dysmorphia and that I like but like reverse (laughs) yeah I was like I'm so talented there's Uh, nothing wrong with having some imagination about that stuff no no it is but then I was uh sorely disappointed when I was not chosen for the Mickey Mouse Club you know in 1989 but that's okay you know what look where Brittany is and look where I am (laughs) I guess it's okay hey you've never been under conservative I have not I have not that I know of no what if I what if I had what if if secretly I We got to start writing papers now. If we're going to get opposite talent dysmorphia into the next DSM. Hashtag free Hillary. Please help me. Um, we also got a voicemail from Ann Minor. Hey, you guys. This is Ann. I'm listening to this week's show, and you are currently discussing the great pleasures of filling out forms and the satisfaction you derive from a well-filled out form. I just wanted to share a quick anecdote about my name and forms. My full name is Anne Christine Minor, and part of the reason why that is my name is because before she was married, my mom worked for an insurance agent, and in her job there, she was the person who had to sign at the very bottom of a lot of forms. Before she got married, her name had three descending letters, and it annoyed her when she was trying to sign at the bottom of a form, the very bottom line, that she always had these cramped loops below the line. So when it came to choosing a name for me, 
all letters in my name are above the line. Now, she did deviate slightly with my sister. She does have one descending loop, but certainly not three. So anyway, that has always amused me. It's so practical. It's very, very, very my mom. So anyway, thanks. Bye. Okay, so so it basically is... I was trying to understand it. So, like, when she signs her name, it doesn't go below the line is basically what she's yeah, saying? Yeah, Okay. So, it's like it, it, the, the name was picked intentionally to make it easier to sign their signature. Okay. Okay. Which I really appreciate. My name, if I, if I wrote the whole thing out, which I did when I was, like, learning cursive, and I was like, this is my signature. Yes. It takes, like, five minutes yes. to write the whole thing out. So, now I just write an M and then a V. Oh, I'm, a, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do a very dramatic H and then squiggle, squiggle, squiggle. Mm-hmm. There's My yeah. signature is a piece of art. It's just <laughs> one swooshy thing. Hold on. I'll put, I can yeah. put it in the, yeah. Please do so we can all... Copy it and steal my identity. I did feel bad when we were signing our refi documents a couple weeks ago. Dave had done it all. So like I just had to be, I had to be there to sign off, but he really had to like do more of the signing than I did. Um, And don't name your kids after yourself because he had to sign David Michael Butler Jr. Oh yeah. Every single time that he signed. Uh, yeah, Hillary Garrett Livingston. I used to do that too, Meredith. When I was like bored or when I was learning cursive, I would do it. It's a it's a long. Yeah, it's name. too much. Yeah, it's too much. I do love. I kind of miss it because I don't really use Livingston that much anymore. I do miss. I love the. Um, well, I love the H because it's dramatic. The uppercase H, but I love the L because it's just sort of like a fun like whoop whoop whoop. When we do digital signatures for like high run fundraising letters like a lot of stuff goes out over my signature that the print shop just does Mm -hmm. i always make sure that they actually start the signature like uh of just a little bit to the left of the left edge of the text and maybe have a little bit of the name like go over the closing or run down onto my name just so that it looks a little more like i actually just scribbled on it yes because if i'm gonna actually hand sign a letter i'm not gonna make it perfect and so i'm always like no 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 it needs to be shittier. Like you need to, it needs to be a little crooked or a little overlap or something. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I have to sign the people in my team's name onto it. This process that's too boring to talk about, where I have to like Pay sign to the, the order of Hillary, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but I just sadly discovered because I have all of their e signatures and I'll just apply them, but then I have to like resize them and they look kind of. I mean, they're they're actual signatures that they've like been scanned in, and I'll put them on documents, and then I just realized. Nobody is looking at this. So on a PDF that I have to sign for them, I will just do like sign on Adobe. And it just is like the same. I mean, it's just a fake signature that I, I type mm-hmm. their name in. And I'm like, boop, 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 there you go. I don't want to resize anything because I'm that lazy. All right, Bobby, let me see. I was at, uh, I'm, I'm heading to Buffalo tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing this, I'll have gone to Buffalo and back for a Buffalo Philharmonic concert. And I still get marketing cool. emails from my friends at the BPO. And their music director, Joanne Fleta, has this beautiful, perfect e-signature that is her actual signature. And I saw it the other day in like an email blast letter of theirs. And it is still the exact same file that I know I scanned (laughs) (laughs) when I worked there in 2005. You're like, I know that. Um, Bobby, this is a lovely signature. It in no way way resembles Robert Pape. Yep. 
I know. Did you write it in like what is that? It like the ink is like the galaxy or something. I don't understand. Yeah. I think it's just like a blue felt pen. It looks like purple glitter. And I have it and I have it in a way that I can always adjust the color of it. So And it also you know, can... it also looks like a musical note almost. Like um I don't know, treble. I don't you know. you could definitely sign like your headshot with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's how this all started. Way many, many years ago when I was a Boy Scout camp counselor, we used to have to sign these cards at the end of every week for all the kids who got their merit badges. So we would have to sit around on like Thursday or Friday night and sign hundreds of these things. And so I just spent all summer just signing and signing and signing and signing. And my signature went from my full name at the beginning of the summer to this at the end of the summer when I was 15 or something. And it's just been my signature ever since. Well, uh, when I'm signing, yeah, when I'm signing the kids stuff. Now, I mean, I don't even do the the dramatic H anymore. It just is up, down, up, down. It's like a like a wave. I'm like, Bleh. fine, doesn't matter. Um, it's only their future. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's their reading log. Who gives a shit? Um, okay, well, let's talk about last week's question of the week. Um, people doing tedious shit, and my goodness, we had a lot of a uh, we had a lot of responses. I was very yeah. impressed. Um, okay, so Laura says, sort and shelve books. Admittedly, not something I do a lot anymore, but I had a lot of fun unpacking all my books when we moved into our house and organizing them. Maybe it's genetic since I'm a librarian and recovering book clerk. Well, yes, I think that it is in your blood. It has seeped into your DNA somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy says, knit, weave, spin yarn, cross stitch. Hmm, no idea. I didn't know that about you, Amy. Well, you learn <laughs> something new every week. <laughs> Uh, Those are meant to be fun, though. Like, that's not a... Yes. <laughs> that's not, like, a boring thing. No. I mean, yeah, come I, over here and stuff some envelopes and let's talk. Yeah. Um, Anne says, see above, I also like to budget, uh, reconcile bank accounts, and I'm good at retail Tetris subspecialty yarn. Side note, when I opened my store, I put together four one-by-four, two one-by-five, four two-by-four, and four four-by-four <laughs> expedites, now Calyx units, plus... Two uh, six-foot Billy bookcases. I feel like everybody's had a Billy bookcase at some yep. point in their life. Mm-hmm. In two days, my spouse came to help with the final assembly of the four-by-fours with much bossing by me. Well, you got to do that that way. Um, Tanya says, data entry. It's so zen. Sometimes I think it is zen. Sometimes if it's so much, I'm like, I don't even want to start this. Like, this is too much. But, yeah, sometimes when you're just, like, plopping along, feels in good. In the right mood, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got the right pot. Honestly... <laughs> I don't, I don't listen anymore, but, uh, back in the way back in the day when I first started at this office, um, that's when I started listening to TBTL because so much of my job was tedious and I would just, you know, and they were, well, they weren't three hours cause I listened without commercials, but whatever it was hour and a half or something, it was perfect. Like data entry work. It was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bet says, I'm Team Christy. I really enjoy laundry and dishes. Laundry I put in, fold while watching something, put away while watching something. Dishes I have to do by hand, but I can look into the backyard while listening to Tishi. My daughter wants to help. I wish she would pick a different chore to help with. Those are mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My kids don't like, well, after we eat dinner, they put their dishes in the dishwasher and Rory rinses it off. Fine. I mean, he just like gets a little too crazy about them so i'm fine with them doing that though occasionally i will have to turn a bowl down because it's just like sitting up ready to welcome any water that wants to 
rest there. I'm like, down, mm-hmm. goes down. I had a measuring cup do that to me today. Mm-hmm. Open the Sometimes top drawer and a one cup own. measuring cup just pff, splashes like, water God everywhere. Damn it. Um, all right. Sorry. Bing wants to open up my computer. Stop. Um, Leslie says, I'm really good at ironing. Please come here because I do not iron at all. I need to get a steamer because I don't like to iron. Um, also folding clothes. I miss my true career calling working at the gap. I love to <laughs> fold things perfectly for her, for horse people, cleaning tech BTW. I think I live pretty close to Anne. If she'd like to come organize my garage and basement, I'm in. <laughs> um, I, whenever I think about people working at the gap, I think about reality bites when she's like, look at that, look at that. And she's using the little like folding board thing. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do a perfect job there. It is impressive. <laughs> it really is. And I always feel bad when I'm like, what? Will this fit me? And I kind Let of. Let me pick this up and ruin it. <laughs> I and I try to fold it. And it's like some janky, like, you know, a shoulder sticking out a little bit. Um, Phyllis says, I grudgingly, quote unquote, like doing my own taxes. I had to figure out a new level of taxes when I started freelancing in radio 20 years ago. So I think it makes me nostalgic or something. Well, well, well. As we uh, were discussing earlier, yes, with my accountant not doing taxes this year, which seems like what bread is and butter the, stuff. Yeah, you would, what do they? Do? Yeah, I don't know. Do. I don't know. Whatever. I wonder if they only dropped their non-wealthy clients. Yeah, like because be. we were going to a fancy accountant, and we were paying not a little amount of money to have them do our taxes, but they were getting done right and still getting enough of a refund to cover their own fees. So I wasn't super mad about it now that i think about it i wonder if they sent that letter making it sound like they're not doing everyone's taxes but they just cut everyone under a certain number of commas hmm. well that's actually one of my fears because dave and i really you know we did refi we pulled out a little of echo d because we want to redo our bathroom and and a few other things like it's not going to be a ton and i'm really nervous because um not taxes, but like the, uh, you know, contractors are so busy and I just feel like we're going to, because our job is not that big that it's, we're going to have to wait a really long time. Cause they're like, well, I don't want to fuck with you guys. Oh, I sometimes have a really hard time getting people to come out for small things. I so I have a handyman company that will do like, okay, I'm going to hire you for the day. Here's a list of stuff yeah. I need you to do to make it worth their time. Retainer. You know? Like they I keep, really will. Yeah. The Buffalo guy, we keep him on retainer. I pay him 60 bucks a month to watch the house and just generally be available. Well, just a flat fee like every month? Yep. He, well, wow. it's it's basically he's my property manager, and so that's a steal. But oh, like, okay. Okay. it also just means that he will, yeah, like he. so many people want him to do work for them that basically he'll do my work first. <laughs> yes, worth it. So, that is worth it yep. for sure. Um, Jennifer says, I love packing. I'll pack for the whole family for a trip. And when I travel with friends, I will often pack their suitcase for the return trip, <laughs> especially if they want, went a little wild shopping. I loathe unpacking though. And before COVID would often put off until my next trip when I need the suitcase again. Wow. Okay. I hate packing so much. Again, it's sort of a little bit like exercise to me. Like once I do it, I'm kind of like, okay, good. That was done. But I put it off until the very last minute and then overpack to like a psychotic degree because I'm like, I need options. I don't know. I haven't thought this out yet. Um, I don't love unpacking, but I have, um, Anne has infected me in the best way possible. And that like, I challenge myself to be unpacked by like the minute I get home because it, I hate the feeling of just sort of, I don't know where everything is. I kind of like everything back in its place, but I hate packing. 
hate packing. I like packing for a trip. What I really hate is packing to go oh, home because so nothing mm-hmm. ever fits the yes. right way. There's always like more stuff up. somehow. Somehow, yeah, like you the tr- dirty laundry is different. and You try to keep it like organized and it's like, no, uh, it's impossible. you got to dump it back out. My biggest struggle is figuring out if I still have some clean clothes left, can I compartmentalize them in a way that I do not need to wash them Yes. when yes. I get home? And usually the answer be... ends up being no. No. Yeah. Are they wrinkled beyond repair yes. and just have to wash them anyway? Yeah. Um, Morgan says, I was stripping paint off jazz shoes at work while I listened to the episode. It's my job. <laughs> That's because I volunteered for it so many times. I also love seam ripping things apart. Not when I've made a mistake, but when something needs to be taken apart. I will always want to, but rarely get to. Um, yeah, that is satisfying. Yeah, I can see how that's that's satisfying. I, I Because I, this is the second time in a row that I've mentioned um, center stage, there's a part in the beginning that I don't know if this is real, <laughs> but they're like scraping the bottom of their ballet, sh- their point shoes. And I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's just as to make it like grip better or would it make them less slick but I I found that satisfying <laughs> you know Bridget watches things like this is a genre on TikTok or Instagram or whatever of satisfying things um, and she's definitely put that into her lexicon of like that's really satisfying for whatever <laughs> and I'm like okay um, and m- mostly it's like scraping so like there's ones where I swear it's some like Russian like ASMR thing where they're peeling soap because it's like soap brands that I've never heard of like a bar of soap and they're just like peeling them and it is satisfying to watch but anyway that's a whole genre but there are things like that where you're just like making little tools or making things work a little bit better. I got to stop us for a second here because I I just thought to myself I'm going to look up real quick if you're supposed to scuff the bottom of dance shoes (laughs) and the first article I find is from dancewearetips.com and it's called 10 methods to make dance shoes less slippery, but I need to, this is going to be the show picture now. Uh, I have to, because there's a picture of a woman who clearly did not read this list and she's slipping here. I'll put it in the, (laughs) put it in the show notes right under my, um, uh, Oh, yep. Let me see. Well, she oh no! On a rubber chicken. <laughs> no, no, that's a banana. I know it's it does look a huge banana. It does look like a. It's way too big. It's a plantain peel. Um, <laughs> it really goes with snow days. <laughs> I guess it does actually. <laughs> I'm impressed that they bothered to Photoshop the shadow. <laughs> yeah, but not a properly sized banana. <laughs> That's great. So we'll uh, time and a half as big as her foot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Michael just says curling, which is funny because it is very tedious. And I wonder if he actually (laughs) does. I I mean, hey, timely because Bridget informed me. And I'm usually, you know, into the Olympics. She was like, you know, the Olympics start tonight. And I'm like, tonight? They do? I mean, I guess maybe it's Friday in Beijing. And the opening ceremonies are tonight? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. She's an unreliable narrator in the best way, so I don't know. Um, Kalina says, in no particular order. Oh, I'm sorry. Julie says copy editing. Editing. I wish I was better at that, actually. I'm not, so I respect that. Um, Kalina says, in no particular order, ironing and making my bed. Two things my great-grandma taught me how to do. Data entry, stuffing envelopes, any kind of office busy work. Some kids play house or dolls or whatever. I played office. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Me and my best friend played teacher. Yeah. One of us was always the teacher and one, because there was only two of us usually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like very small classroom. (laughs) But yeah, it was like 
Now pass out your, your papers and do your little dittos. Playing Montessori. Right. Well, because we didn't, we were Montessori kids, so we didn't get like handouts and we romanticized that stuff. So we were like, we're going to sit at a desk and do a paper. Oh like, gosh. Something we never got to do. <laughs> You're like, we don't know what this is like a foreign concept. To yeah, us. it was. <laughs> Picturing your mom putting your Scantron on the fridge. Yep. <laughs> um, Carolyn says, Oh, sorry, I keep skipping. And Louise says, weeding and picking up trash on my street always makes me think of David Sedaris picking up trash in France. Yes, very <laughs> true. Yes. Um, Carolyn says, I like organizing the fridge so we don't get a bunch of health hazards inside and always can find the hot sauces. Uh, yeah, we have a... I'm actually currently in the market to buy a new refrigerator, uh, mostly because my refrigerator conveyed with my house. We bought our house 11 years ago and I'm a little bit like, it's fine. And I would actually prefer to have it in the garage for like a, like a beverage um, refrigerator. And also I, I want a French door refrigerator so I can see more clearly, like mine's a side by side. It's fine. It's fine. It just is so vertical. And my wonderful husband literally looks just straight ahead for everything. He's like, I can't find it. And it's, you know, (laughs) below where he's looking, but we do have a, serious hot sauce situation in our refrigerator and that we have too many hot sauces and I can't organize it very well. I do love my French store. It's great. It. What kind do you have? I have a Samsung. You it's liked fine. it. Yeah. It's fine. Although, you know, the, the water line did recently. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. That is not, I mean, that is a common problem with these fridges, but ours broke because bare, well, it was twofold. It froze because the area where the line goes down to the basement is uninsulated. It's like a uninsulated crawl space sort of thing on the edge of the basement. It's hard to describe. Um, and then Bear also chewed it, so it leaked. Mm. <laughs> so Rude. Uh, we had to do this whole like crazy thing to get it fixed. But that's not the fridge's fault. Um, I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm in the market. I whatever. This will probably be a story on that because I've gone to three different stores and I can't quite decide. Plus, well, it never goes smoothly, so I we'll know, be prepared for a story I on know, that later. Now I'm excited. Um, content. All right, Meredith. Yep. Meredith, <laughs> who's this? Oh, Meredith who's that? says, if you've listened to Baking with Anne TM, you know that I like to decant my flowers, but this also includes spices, dry beans, grains, and windmill cookies. The picture is so glorious. I love to look at it. Thank That's you. I love to look at it too. Yeah, it's, it is <laughs> lovely. I have all my spices in little bell jars that are wide enough that you can. My problem with most spice jars is you can't fit a tablespoon in them. Yeah, uh, it's so irritating. So that's why I do these little tiny bell jars. That is true. Yeah, you can't. And a lot of times, like with cumin and stuff, I'm using like three tablespoons. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Good call. I also am rethink- I'm thinking about how to organize. I have a really small pantry, um, and but I have a lot of. My kitchen is big, but my pantry is small, and I'm. I think I'm going to transition one of the door the drawers into more of a spice drawer because the spices are taking up too much room in my pantry, where there could mm-hmm. be you know more goldfish or whatever. Um, so I'm thinking about doing this, and I don't know. I need to send pictures. It. I will. Um, Ingrid says I decant leftovers. I keep moving them to smaller containers as we eat items up. The way I know exactly how much we have. That way I know exactly how much we have of each. Makes my husband crazy. I also like to double and triple recipes that we have lo- a lot of leftovers and freezer stra- stash food. Um, I was thinking about this. Like I get when we were talking about bag sizes. I want to get the exact right like container size for my yes. leftovers. <laughs> if it's too big, I'm like, Ugh! and the other day we had this soup that was super good, but I way underestimated 
the size of the container that I needed. And I was like, this is getting to the brim of, and I, I'm going to have to, and then I have to wash another thing and I was irritated. Yep. By <sighs> Usually I cook and Gregory cleans up and yesterday or the day before, um, he was putting the leftovers away and he was like, do you think it should be this size or that size? And I was like, I don't know. And then he just, he chose one and he was like, perfect. Like he was so excited. <laughs> I understand that. Time for celebration. I, just the right size. I baked a cake yesterday, a cheap box cake, just a chocolate devil's food cake uh, in the apartment here. And I'm the only person here and I'm not going to eat like an entire nine by 13 cake. I mean, I could, but I shouldn't, but I split it into thirds and I put two of the thirds in the bowls, the perfect size, like glass Pyrex bowls, the perfect size of that much cake, and put mm, them in the nice. fridge. That felt so good. And then I just yeah. frosted the third that I ate yesterday and today. Smart. It made me very, very happy. That's great. Um, that felt more satisfying than the actual cake, which was really mediocre. <laughs> You're like, mm, all right, it's fine. This is all mainly because Sam got me a really, really nice convection toaster oven, like right. an oversized convection set, right? And so now I'm just using it every day. Like I had, uh, like rapid convection roasted chicken breasts for dinner, Ooh. and yesterday I made the cake in it. And I have a full size oven here, but I don't care because it's a garbage compared to the toaster oven. Interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sarah says, I'm telling you, we have a lot of these. There were things I did not include because we had so many. I mean, it was just comments. Everybody's included. Sarah says, budgeting, work budgets, personal budgets. budgets. I love tinkering Excel. I love easy arithmetic. Me too. I love making up new things to calculate. I love updating <laughs> the actuals. I love presenting a detailed budget to unenthusiastic coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I want somebody in my life to present me with a budget, please. Um, Shanna says data entry. I don't even know 10 key. It's just mindless fun that I can accomplish with little brain power. I think that's a lot of it too, is the, like, it, it doesn't take, like we were talking about it. It's not like high minded. It's sort of, mm-hmm. you know, easy, but it, it actually accomplishes something. You feel good. Um, Bree says wrapping presents. I'll set aside three to four hours on a day in December and hide in the basement with a cocktail and a bad Christmas movie. When I was <laughs> younger, my parents paid me $1 per gift to wrap. Wow. And being one of five siblings, I made bank. When I lived out of state for grad school, and would come home for the holidays. My dad would just casually mention there are a few gifts here for your mom in my desk drawer if you have time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, and then circled back said this is like a long list of my favorite activities <laughs> <laughs> um gregory says per meredith cable management computer setup breaking down cardboard boxes per me file organization usually using only the command line mv dot mp4 videos dash slash uh 3d underscore time slash uh whatever that is, I don't know why he did. You That's got that far through it files. and said whatever. You got so close. It's command line moving files around. Um, I don't understand it either. You know, actually, now that that makes me think of, um, one of my goals in life, and I think I've mentioned this before, is to not use my mouse. I hate using my mouse. I think it's a waste yes. of time. And if I can learn, uh, like, Control-Shift-R is to turn on Redline and Word. <laughs> and I love using it. You know, obviously. He's like, the master of that. He barely touches it. his mouse. So he'd be a good resource it. for you. Control-C, Control-V. I mean, that's an easy one. But I'm, when I, and adding as, like, on, on like in our file system at work, you know, we have drives or whatever. And I have so many shortcuts on the side. And I'll watch my, like, team members navigate to a 
document. And I'm like, what are you t- like? You're Why wasting you doing so much way? time. I don't understand. He knows so many, like, especially at, he's really good at Excel. And yeah. so sometimes if there's something I'm doing and I like, I will ask him before I even bother Googling it because he just knows these things off the top of his head. Yes. <laughs> I don't know satisfying. how. Um, okay. And then finally, Jack says, in order to save and archive high quality images from certain sites, I have to copy and paste small sections at a time. This front page made in MS Paint has 66 slightly overlapping image breaks. I guess others would find it tedious, but I enjoy the talent challenge and payoff. That is, that's amazing. Really I did cool. not know that's how he had to do that. No, I and MS either. Paint to boot. Oh, like, yeah, really? Jack, let's get your Photoshop. I know. I, let's I, get it. I know. A guy. Was a, yeah, really? My stepdad's a historian and he used to, we used to um, earn extra cash, probably less than, than wrapping presents, but um, (laughs) by going through his old scans of old newspapers from like the 1800s and transcribing them and stuff. Um, So, but those were all just like digital images then at that point. So they were just pictures of the newspaper page. So we didn't have to actually cut them apart. Ugh, how tedious. Uh, think of all the things that we had to do like back in the day when I was thinking about going to um, the SMU library to research stuff but you couldn't check out books like if, if, like a high school paper I so I would sit there my dad would give me like a dollar or whatever maybe five dollars and I would just have to copy pages from the uh, some book and because they wouldn't anyway just as the ones we were doing were on microfiche. Oh, like God, go guess. Yeah. And then he also had a camera set up to take pictures of slides, like photographs of slides. Oh. Ugh, it was so insane. Yeah. Yeah. And now kids these days. They don't know. Kids these days. Speaking of kids sort of these stuff. days, let's talk about back in the day. It's Meredith. time for a medium talk, guys. Um, it's been snowing. Uh, well, you know, I was going to say like mad, but like. We had 14 inches forecast, and it's been like four, maybe. Oh, my God. So for us, it's been kind of an underwhelming storm, um, although I feel for people who are getting hard hit by it. But we sort of have had snow days. I don't really get snow days anymore because I'm always home. Um, so it's it's made me kind of nostalgic for real snow days. So, you know, the, the feeling of when you're a kid and you find out school is canceled and you get the day off for free, it's such a great feeling. Um, and I just love to talk about that sort of stuff. So I think we should just go round Robin. Um, so I, you know, uh, let's go in, in age order. And that's also the order we are on the sheet. So Bobby, I'm going for you first. Um, what was the process for you finding out that it was a snow day? Well, see the whole family would gather around the teletype (laughs) and, uh, uh, take turns listening for the Morse code beeps coming from the next farm over. <laughs> and then now, FDR um, would come on and <laughs> announce. <laughs> uh, no, I think we all put the names of the channels we would watch for this. So obviously we're of the generation where our snow days, uh, they're still doing this, by the way, because we yes. watch a fair amount of local news for, for reasons that are beyond, I don't know. We spend a lot of time with the TV on just to be on. And so on the weekends, that ends up being some local TV. And um, the ticker still runs across the bottom of the screen. But uh, I am totally cribbing this from some tweet that I saw that it was like 
kids these days will never never really know because you get alerts like push alerts on your phone and stuff kids these days will never really know what it feels like to watch to see if your school is closed like you're watching the nba draft like it's all mm-hmm. just like on the bottom of the screen you're like come on in alphabetical order yes. you better not miss it oh yeah no and growing up in webster new york oh god uh, yeah. you would log on and it would be like Oh, so that's what's happening in Chai Lai. Well, shit. Now I got to wait 45 <laughs> wait minutes for it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So watching the ticker at the bottom of the screen, or um, there was a radio station I remember where they would read them all. And so you'd also listen to the radio and listen to them to read the names of every fucking school district. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things about, about Webster being outside of Rochester in Western New York, and I'm curious about what it was like in Detroit too, uh, because we get so much lake effect and we're just so used to snow, school often would not close. And so days when you would think it was a surefire snow day, it absolutely wouldn't. Or it would be like a one-hour delay or something. Yeah. Oh, there was never any predicting. And I didn't grow up in Detroit. I grew up on the other side of the state, which is oh, closer right. to Lake Michigan, which right. dumps so much lake effect snow. Like it, I, The snowstorms here are paltry in comparison. It's mm-hmm. just like insane how different it is and how easy it is here and on just a few hours away um but like it took a lot to close the schools there because everybody was so used to driving in two feet of snow yeah we basically had a snow day on saturday last week because boston was right in that nor'easter and we just got hammered with you know two feet of snow but two feet of snow was not a lot of snow when i was a kid it was like it wasn't nothing but like you know how to shovel it, you just go out and make sure you go every couple hours so that it doesn't build up, and then if the plow goes by, you run out and dig that out before it freezes into ice. Mm-hmm. And so you always just were ready to go out and shovel at a moment's notice. But like you still went to school on two feet of snow. I mean, if they closed for that, we'd never go to school. It right. just you know yeah. we'd right. be off for like all of January and February. It's just not practical. And you got to go to school when it's snowing because the rest of the year you need to be on the farm. That's right. <laughs> got to help Ma and Pa with the harvest. So, yes, I would either watch WROC or uh, Channel 13, WHAM, Wham. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> which is also the AM radio station, the News Talk Radio, Wham, 1180, which on a really clear night, you can tune in all the way in Boston. Oh, do you yeah. still do it for nostalgia purposes? Yeah, I don't know why Wham has just a particularly strong signal, but like... It's the WGN of the Northeast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, similarly, I would... I would watch um, Wood TV 8. I don't know why, but that was like Wood TV. my friends were all <laughs> either a WZZM Channel 13 family or a Wood TV 8 family, and we were Wood TV 8. And it was the same thing, crawler on the bottom and waiting and waiting and waiting. It was like the – do you remember the TV Guide channel where you had to yes. wait for the mm-hmm. channel? Oh, that, again, scroll. that was the worst when you're like, I just yeah. want to know when Entertainment Tonight is on. I don't yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the time, same exact feeling. Hotels still have that sometimes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so it was that. And, you know, um, we all went to Grand Rapids Public Schools. So, like, if one of us, you know, there were three siblings. And so we would all be out if one of us was out. So um, oftentimes we would designate a sibling. Like, we're all going to stay in bed and you have to go, like my little sister. Because <laughs> she's the youngest. <laughs> you have to get up and go look at the news. <laughs> so rude (laughs) or if it was really early every once in a while like my dad would knock on our door and be like you guys don't have to go to school today 
And that was the best because you could just stay asleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that was that was actually sort of a casualty of waking up and your adrenaline pumping. And then you're like, well, I'm fucking up now. Yeah. Well, I, I've not, I'm not very good at going back to sleep. And there was a time when I was a teenager before I liked coffee, but I still wanted to be cool and caffeinated. And I took caffeine pills. It was, this was oh a my God. very brief. Oh, Jesse. I'm so, I'm oh, so I know. Excited. I was going to say Jesse's so scared. <laughs> so scared. Um, it didn't last very long because I was like, why? This is dumb. But there were, I remember specifically one time that I woke up, I took my little caffeine pill and then we had a snow day and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> no, I'm never going to go back to sleep. Um, yeah, I mean, even though I'm, I'm old, you know, old pappy over here, grandma, um, I do remember waking up. And, and you know, obviously ours was different. Like if there's any sense, I mean, I do remember a time where things, they thought it might snow and they canceled everything. So <laughs> as per last it. year, we do not have the infrastructure to, uh, you know, deal with any sort of snow. We don't really have like the, the salt or whatever they use now to, and we don't really have the plows. It, it, we just don't have it. So they, they would cancel it pretty easily. And I would say probably every other year we would get like one cancellation, maybe two. That was sort of rare. But um, but yeah, I would watch Channel 16, which was – so, you know, my parents at the time, now they've transitioned to an NBC family. But when I was growing up, we were an ABC family. So, uh, Interesting. W- WFAA. I know. It's very weird. Um, but my – um, Highland Park Independent School District had its own channel to play, you know, football games. Of course they did. Um, <laughs> which it was like, I wish I could find, like, it was mostly played football games or just, like, had information, like, PTA meeting is the state hey, or whatever. Webster had a public access television station, yes. but we didn't have cable, and I don't think we could get that station clearly with our rabbit ears. Yes. Yeah, I no, was it was, I think it was definitely a, a cable, um, cable access. But Channel 16 would have it and, you know, you'd wake up and wait and wait and wait, and then it would come up. And, you know, so I'm in the midst of, I'm on day one of having uh, my kids out of school um, because it really did. I was like, nothing that bad is going to happen. And people were really freaking out. The grocery stores are, you know, a ba- you know, they're, I think H-E-B actually closed early today. Um, I really thought it's not going to be that bad. People are just having PTSD from last year, which is understandable. It was such a yeah. fucking shit show. And thank goodness we're, you know, legislating when women can have abortions or if they can have abortions instead of like dealing with ERCOT. But like that's for another time. Um, but so people are scared and I totally get it. But um, I was like, it's not going to be that bad. And by like, you know, Saturday morning, it's it's going to be in the 40s. Like it'll be fine. What it did do today, and this is what happens here a lot, is it rained a lot yesterday. It got really cold, and it didn't snow. It iced. So that's really a problem. Like, it just, you can't, I mean, people don't know how to drive in it here. They don't know how to drive in rain here, so not ice. And they were just like, you, so what they do with school is, and I was actually watching it. All the surrounding schools were canceling. All the surrounding school districts were canceling. And AISD was holding out, holding out. And then about three yesterday, they called it for the next two days, which is fine. Though my kids are going to be, they watch so much iPad and Switch <laughs> and what they're have you. Be feral by oh the end yeah, of this. I mean they're it's going to be bad, but that's okay. It's what it's there for. Um, but yeah, we know so much earlier now, and they really would make it a game time decision. 
uh, back in the day. Like it was we, always the morning. Of, it was I don't always remember the morning. Ever oh, yeah. it being no. later. You're not going to lose a shot at that sweet, sweet funding. I, I mean, know. Well, I right. think no. that's really what it is. Is they're yeah. so nervous about losing funding. Don't get under 180 days, or you're in trouble. Then we're going to school later into June. Yeah, I know. I saw some like. I feel bad for the teachers because they just voted to have the teachers be able to get like two days, like they're going to cancel school for two days, like on a Friday. So the teachers can have like days, like paid days off because they are like, I, you know, they're all like at their wits end. Beyond burnt out. Yeah. I don't understand why they only work like six hours a day. Yeah. They get, they they get get all the holidays. Easy. They They get so much money. All summer. (laughs) So much. But uh, I'm like, is this going to, and, you know, we're going to have to make it up somehow. But, yeah, the it is a little bit different. Though the – the um, I would say the manner in which they celebrate um, snow days is basically the same. So should we go to first order of business on the snow yeah. day? Yeah. Bobby, what so. what was the first thing you did after you saw your, that name on the ticker? Um, I mean, I'm, I put the wrong answer. The right answer is I would sleep in, obviously. But after I wake up, after going back to bed – it was always an elaborate breakfast because there's no cereal for you in this case. It's like, right. Yeah. Well, or if there was cereal, like there was like multiple bowls of cereal, or like <laughs> you know, like as part of a balanced breakfast, um, yes, you've got juice the- and milk and toast and cereal and eggs. Yeah. Everybody does that. Yeah. Balanced breakfast that happens to have a bowl of cereal with it. I, I never, so I, we never had a lot of food. And I don't mean that like we went hungry, but like there was just never a lot of variety of food. And so whatever I could scratch together to create a breakfast and I started cooking young, probably too young. And so like if we had basic ingredients, I knew I could make pancakes or I knew I could make French toast. Now, again, I would usually fuck them up. I would burn them. I would get way too elaborate (laughs) or I would like try to make them sweeter or something and then make a whole mess. Half the kitchen would be just covered in pancake batter and destroy everything by the time I was done. But yeah, I would like take the time to try to cook like an incredible breakfast, fail miserably, eat it anyway, because I'm a kid, it wouldn't make me sick. And then, (laughs) yeah, so definitely like whatever I could scrounge together, even if it was just like, Oh, what are the six things I can put in oatmeal? That'll work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So breakfast, definitely like uh, an involved to do with breakfast. I'm trying to think if I ever did that. I don't think so because I had the same thing for breakfast like from middle school until senior year of high school, I think, which was Eggo waffles and a glass of milk, which is like, why was I hungry again by 930? (laughs) Who knows? Um, Not a great breakfast, but that was just my habit and I liked it. So um, it was try to go back to bed. That usually didn't work. And so then it was like, well, I guess it's TV time. And so it was just like sit yes. in front of the TV yes. for basically the whole day yes. um, and watch like, yeah, like The Price is Right or, you know, all the trashy talk shows that my mom didn't let me watch, but she was at work, so she couldn't stop me. Um, <laughs> Jerry Springer. You know, stuff like that. So um, I love to watch. Um, yeah, like I liked, I remember watching Ricky Lake. Um, <laughs> I remember that very fondly. Um, <laughs> I still call my red glasses my Sally Jessies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> totally. The only thing that I, I, I didn't, I never liked soaps. So as soon as those started to come on, like yeah. the early afternoon, it was like, eh, I better go find something else to do. This is dumb. Same here. Oh, I differed. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, mine, 
like I said, like I wanted to go back to bed. Unlike my stupid kids, I loved sleeping in late. Like it was my favorite thing to do. But, but because my adrenaline was usually pumping, I was like, I can't go back to sleep. So I would, you know, tune in to Good Morning America, then Regis. Like I got, got to watch the things that I, I, you know, couldn't watch when I was at school. And in fact, I got the same feeling when I stayed home with Bridget for that year and a half when I you got to watch all the things that you're like, this is what happens during the day. Like it's so it's such a weird time. It almost feels like a crime. Yes. Or like you're, do, you're yes, like, you're not something. living in the world yes. or something. It's really strange. Well, and it's also depressing too, because especially when I was home, I noticed like national American university commercials or whatever, like DeVry or, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Oh, is there's a lot of like ITT tech. Yes. And, and you're like, like oh. yeah, so it's like people who are home during the day. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Once you realize like, oh, these are targeted at people who are not at work. Hey, yes. your life is broken. <laughs> or like get a reverse mortgage or yes. hearing aids. Lots yeah. of old. Yeah. The, the Wilford like, Brimley. Yes. And you're you like. You get lucky you'd catch an infomercial. <laughs> like you'd catch a, you'd catch a Ron, a Ron Popeil, Popeil. Or, yes. or more likely a residual income situation. Yes. Like yes. a, like an SMC or. I always like the food dehydrator ones. Yeah, like that. that and fun. a lot of um, uh, and I guess this is goes in with the like ITT tech or whatever. A lot of the um, personal injury lawyer commercials oh, yeah. are during then, and you're like, oh, this feels bad. And I didn't really until I was home with her. I kind of didn't make that connect where I was like, oh, this is what they're targeting people who are out of job. You know, they can't work yeah. for whatever reason, and they're looking for a way out. And definitely yeah. when I was home with Bridget, which was voluntary, I was like, should I go to, <laughs> should I get another degree? At, you know, Should I be an air conditioning tech? <laughs> I think I could do good at that. But yeah, I would um, watch a lot of game shows. Yeah, Regis and Kelly, or Regis and Kathy Lee at the time. Um, oh, yeah. Roll into um, The Price is Right. And then I did, obviously, I liked soap operas. Except I really didn't, sorry, Missy, I really didn't like General Hospital that much. So once General Hospital came on, she was a big fan back in the day. At like two, I was like, okay, I'm out. And then Missy lived around the, so I think I've talked about this before, but like in Dallas, this is one good thing about Dallas that they have is they have alleyways that like mimic um, the streets sort of. So like behind that, and that's where you put your trash. So like. Ugh, such a good idea. It's so good. But so Missy lived across the alley from me. So I didn't have to go on the street. I just had to go in my oh, backyard and just go like scoot along the alley. And I probably would just like run over to her house and be like, what other TV can we watch? She had Cinemax too. So I was like, hell yeah. Like, let's get like tune into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she had better snacks at her house than I did. That's um, why I would go hang out with Mark Padgham because <laughs> yep. his parents hated each other and were always trying to buy his love and that meant there were always great snacks Man, in the I house. Man, I did that. They didn't care about my they were, love. They weren't as rich as I thought they were. They were just more rich than me. So like yeah. all their snacks came from Aldi, but I didn't it's care. relative. Yeah. As a kid. Oh, they it doesn't don't matter. They don't Dorito brand Doritos. They had nacho cheese chips. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that I love this now, but Missy's family was a miracle with family and I found that very intriguing and different than my family and they had like Wonder Bread and I was like, Oh, we were this. not allowed to eat that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I was like, I am in. My parents weren't healthy. They just weren't into that. So um, I was, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. So yeah, Missy was definitely part of my, my snow day memory. Cause it was like, well, there's my friend that's there. So let's just hang out and, and be delinquents together. Definitely. I mean, we, so 
I think when I was young, there was a time, there, there was some sort of cutoff where I decided I didn't want to be out in the snow anymore. Like it's cold and it sucks and I hate it. Um, but when I was little, it was exhilarating and fun. And yes. so there was also plenty of, of snow days where I'd be outside in the backyard making snowmen or making snow angels or throwing snowballs at my sister or whatever. <laughs> um, so those were, those were fun times. And sometimes, you know, if my mom wasn't working or my dad wasn't working or whatever, we would go sledding. Um, cause my dad always drove like serious Jeeps, the kind that you can go off-roading in. And so he, he was often actually, um, pressed into service to bring doctors and nurses to work on days like that, where they couldn't drive themselves in cause their vehicles wouldn't operate. Yeah. Um, so he was able to get us wherever we needed to go. <laughs> so we would go, we would go to Wilcox park where I was going to live, um, when I was three and go sledding. For hours and hours and hours. One so. of the bananas you left behind there destroyed this poor <laughs> dancing woman. I kept it. <laughs> I, I would keep one in there just in case. It's just a good segue into the favorite snow day memories because yes. I actually, you know, for all the time spent indoors watching Price, I Price is Right, just universal memory for everyone, right? Yeah, of course. The Price yes. is Right is Sick like day, snow day, yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where we all think we watched it more than we even did. So this is why a hundred thousand people will say they witnessed something that 10,000 people were at mm-hmm. because we all just have that shared memory. Um, I also spent a lot of time outside, like was usually trying to hustle to make money. So I would go like, try to go shovel people's driveways and stuff. Uh, and the neighbor next to us for most of my childhood was a plow driver, like on the side, he just had a massive pickup truck with a big plow and so I would ride around with him and do his route, just plowing driveways. That sounds like fun. I've never been in a plow truck before. It's cool. And then, like, we would dig people out of ditches. So, like, that was part of the fun was, like, <laughs> you would just have chains and stuff ready. And then when you'd see a car slide off the road, you'd go get it. But he was very, um, very Christian and very nice. And so he would never take money from people. While we're, and, like, that's me. I'd be like, it would be hustling. It'd be like... Yeah, I'll take whatever yeah, cash you got, getting you out of that ditch. But yeah, like that was my fun. It was just like getting to help work all this, the heavy equipment. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that especially is. as, you know, like a young boy, like it's not quite construction equipment, but it's definitely one it's of those things that's very close. alluring. Yeah. Uh, but I have my distinct memory, my favorite snow day memory. And I think I may have mentioned this before, but maybe not that it was a snow day. There was a stretch of my childhood where we had a Siberian husky named Cujo. Ooh. That's setting that kid up. For, for naming like a like a redneck kid Bubba or something. Like you're asking for it to be a certain way. Uh Cujo was not named by us. We got this dog because someone my mother knew had him and couldn't take care of him anymore. And so we we took him and he was um very poorly trained. And so this dog was getting out constantly and running around the neighborhood and we we had like a like an aircraft cable line in the backyard so that he could run around the backyard and be tied up and now you know you need to treat dogs better than this like you you have to take them on tons of walks and especially those ones and it's the like back then we didn't treat dogs that way right like you were a dog home all day and that was okay to do and now we know better but I got the idea because Cujo had a harness instead of just a leash, like a a collar. I would never do this with just a collar. I took his harness and I strapped my sled 
to him because I was <laughs> so like, smart. he's a dog sled dog. <laughs> this makes sense to me. And I was probably, you know, 17, 18. I was, I was like seven or eight or something. And, uh, and I wasn't all that heavy. And so I thought he'll, he'll be able to do this. Right. And so I let him loose and it worked. That dog ran me up and down the street. Wow. That's great. <laughs> Dragging me on this He's like, this is sled. my job. So this is what fun. I was bred for. Right? It's just yeah. something. It didn't hurt that I had pieces of bologna to yeah. bribe him. <laughs> yes. I think that was probably. Because that dog would eat anything. And so the first couple of times, it was me trying to frisbee a piece of bologna as far as I could. And him just <laughs> running like shit after it. Well, once he got the hang of it, it, it kind of worked. It was almost like I just needed it on a like on a fishing pole or something or on a stick just for Far enough in front yeah. of him. Um, I and I didn't die, and the dog didn't run away, so it was a good day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's enterprising. I'm impressed. Well, you know me, right? Yes, always yeah, squares. Always hustling. <laughs> always hustling. Um, my distinct memory of like not just watching TV all day. Because there was that part of the day where, like, it's four, Oprah's on, and you're like, the day is now. I would it's have almost been over. I would have been home from school by now. Like, the day is done. But um, one of my best memories, I, it, I think it was 1995 or 96. It was, I had a car because I remember it was a snow day. We wake up, we're kind of just like, I, and I think I wanted to go to my friend's house. And my dad was like, you're absolutely not driving. Like, you're not driving anywhere. It's icy out. Like, that's not happening. You don't know how to drive on it. And of course, I'm like, ugh, dad, you have no idea. Like, ugh, you know, gross. I hate you, but not really. And he was totally right, but I was really annoyed. So a few of my friends that lived within walking distance, we all got together. There was a park, um, there is a park called Caruth Park where I learned to ride my bike and I made out with a boy there and with did or without the rollerblades <laughs> without the rollerblades <laughs> I played many soccer games there all this stuff we walked to Caruth Park and we smoked a joint on the carousel <laughs> and crimes. Was, I know crime major crimes and it was so much fun it was like the best day it was I at some point, we I think we did get paranoid because there were kids around, and we were like, "They're going to see us and tell their mom or whatever." I probably thought that, but um, it was super. It was just one of those like, it's an amber in my head. It's sort of this like perfect kind of adolescent day where you're sort of doing something bad, but it's not harming anybody, and we didn't have anything else to do anyway, so we just smoke some weed and we're on the like merry-go-round thing and it was super fun that sounds great yeah. mine, mine is kind of similar to that is like I think I must have been 15 or 16 and I didn't have a car it was before I had a car so I must have been 15 and um I lived close enough to an area well it was actually where I worked um and there was a bunch of little shops and, and, and stuff and restaurants and things. And so I, I, I lived close enough to be able to walk to things where I didn't need to be sliding around on the roads. And so there was one specific day I remember where some friends and, and I from who lived you know close enough to walk would go to this coffee shop. And back then you could smoke in coffee shops. Um, 
And we would just sit there like literally all day and drink um, Cafe au lait, which is half brewed coffee, half milk because we were children. (laughs) And that's about, you know, as much coffee flavor as we wanted Um, and smoke cigarettes and just sit there all day long. We we never really got the chance to do that, um, obviously, during school. So it was it was great fun to sit at Cava House and watch the snowfall and smoke cigarettes. Ours was called Java's. Yeah. Ours yeah. was co- Coffee House, but it was H A U S. H A U S. There was one downtown. It was too far for me to walk from home, but when I was at school, we would walk there when we were skipping. It was called Music Expresso <laughs> because it was a music shop and a coffee shop and you could smoke. So it was like the absolute best place to go to skip school. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I, I think I've told Buy this your before. Nirvana album. and I've told this before, but I we used to go with like eight of us and one or two people would um, buy a coffee and the rest of us would just like sit on the patio and smoke cigarettes. And they were yeah. like, you can't do that. We're like, Ugh, coffee Nazi. And now I'm like, she was just like, get out of here. You're loitering. I don't know why we were never told not to. Like we were never chased away. <laughs> I guess we were buying enough coffee yes, to make it worth yes. our presence, our annoying presence. God, teens are so annoying. Ugh, horrible. This is one of those moments where I, we all know that I was born in the wrong decade. Like all I wanted and I did do for a few years in my mid-teens was to hang out at a place like Java's, which had pool tables in the basement, just a couple, and like everything was grimy and mismatched, and there was a bunch of weird art on the walls, and Mm -hmm. drink our coffee, and hang out with the stoners, and talk like we knew what we were talking about, (laughs) about Mm -hmm. life. Oh yeah, that's and the that's the, the whole thing. The problem is that it was early to mid nineties vibe and I was early to mid aughts when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Graduating in two thousand four. So Yeah, no, it really had its prime time in like from I would say ninety four to like two thousand, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Empire Records is like yeah. just my my mm-hmm. big mood movie. Yes. <laughs> the, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Those were the days. Snow days. Those were the snow days. I do love like um, those memes where it's like, this is what people think the 80s were like. And it's like some girl with like a side ponytail and neon colors, which like, yeah, that was a part of it. But then also it was like, this is really what it was like. And it's just like a ashtray from McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Everything's like kind of brown. Everything was brown and gross. (laughs) Everything was ugly. Yes. Uh, I know we we kind of a uh, you know hindsight make. I'm glad so. it's over. Yes. <laughs> so our question of the week is going to be: Please tell us your favorite snow day activity. Yes, yeah. please. I like to relive them. Mm-hmm. We have um, to wrap up now because I'm falling down a rabbit hole. I'm just looking at old pictures <laughs> of Thomas. Oh, yeah. Google it. They've updated their brand slightly, but the coffee shop still looks pretty much the oh, same on the inside. Oh, that looks nicer than Cava House. Cava House was disgusting. Oh, that is. Well, nice. the smoking half was yeah. the, These pictures are during the daytime when it's really clean and bright. <laughs> you know, Bobby, that kind of looks like coffee. I, I can see it with the art on the walls and stuff, like yeah. sold by local artists or whatever. Yeah, it kind of looks like Coffee House a little bit. They did get rid of the pool tables at some point. There's all these, there was always like many, well, M-A-N-Y and M-I-N-I romances that would happen amongst like the Mm -hmm. teens. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So dramatic. dramatic. Uh, Good times. And I never knew I had game, by the way. Like, I found out later that there were multiple girls who liked me and I had no idea in high school. Oh. 
I mean, no I had a steady girlfriend ever does. From no, 15 I know. to 18, and I, I liked her very much, and so I wasn't looking to mess that up. But, like, I did not realize that these girls a couple years older than me, I, I would have had a shot if I had only opened my eyes. Of course, this happened to me in college once, too. Here's a nice little teaser for the end of the story. I There was this really cool, hipstery, much cooler than me, granola hippie chick uh, who I had I invited to join me for something as an emergency date. I needed someone to join me at the last minute for something. And then we went back to her place after and we were like hanging out and watching a movie and eating popcorn out of a bowl together, sitting on the floor in front of a couch. And it just had not even occurred to me even then that I would have gotten laid if I had just stayed. Yeah. 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 So anyway. She wasn't being that subtle. I mean, <laughs> no, not even a little, not even a little. And she Pro- was so hot. Um, anyway. Sorry. You missed uh, out, buddy. Where were we? Sorry. Um, yeah. Good question of the week. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite thing about snow days, your favorite snow day activity. Tell yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Please. All right. I'm going to do TC recommends. And I couldn't remember if I had actually recommended it because I listened to a really good episode the other day and I was like, oh, I like that show. Um, it's called The Press Box. Bobby, I think you listen. I do. Uh, yeah. interme- uh, sometimes I miss some, but it yeah. is in my feed. It's a regular. They, they do have like two episodes a week. So, and some of them are just like news a day. Basically, it's like on the media, but for like the younger people. It's on the Ringer oh, Network. <laughs> exactly. Um, a little bit more centered on like sports media, but they do all sorts of, you know, they talk about the new- they talk about all sorts of media, all the media. Um, I really enjoy it. Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker are the hosts. They're both from Dallas. And they grew up, they are like exactly my age. So I get, I get a lot of the references. Um, but I, I actually really like the um, interviews they do that um, Brian Curtis does. He just did one with Al Michaels and I, like, I like football enough, but I actually, Al Michaels is a, a, you know, he's a really good broadcaster, but he's a really great storyteller. So that one was mm-hmm. sort of fun. Just like hearing like back in the day and he'll talk some like, shit too which is kind of fun to listen to because most you know professional media people don't say the bad thing that they want to say so it was it's really good and he's he's interviewed a lot of people about like do you know how to be like a music reviewer like how did you get into this and I just I find it fascinating how people get into careers like that so it is it's really good I recommend it it's on the Ringer Network. And I, you know, I used to listen to Bill Simmons a lot. I don't listen to him as much anymore because I find him say, he says the same. I mean, I'm sure people could say that about us, but he says the same thing over and over again. And I find it tedious and boring, speaking of tedious. But um, <laughs> he has some good stuff on his network. I just don't particularly love his show anymore. Yeah, I can't. I had to give it up a while back. Yeah. And now I listen to the Levitard show every day. And that's. Yeah, that scratches I, that itch of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's still a lot of content. I have to listen to it at like 1.8 just to get through it in a day. It's it's not that it's, you know, I don't want to listen to it all. I just, and I always tell my colleagues, like, they're always saying, why aren't you watching this? Why aren't you watching that? I finally sat during the snow day last week. I watched the first like seven or eight episodes of Money Heist, which is the show that's taken over my, my office uh, environment. Oh. It's fine. Yeah. But I would much rather just listen to four hours of podcasts while I yeah. putter around the apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can two, yeah. you can two, that's what I like about podcasts is you can do two things at the same time, you know, like I can right. just yep. listen. I don't have to peel my eyes away from it and I can play Candy Crush or clean mm-hmm. the kitchen or what have you. All right. And with that, we'll get involved. Shall we? Yes, please. Join us at this show has com to find all of our show posts and all that good stuff. Send us your feedback at throwyourphone.com. 
Join the Facebook group. The show has everything to contribute and join in in our questions of the week and other games and fun. The show Twitter, which I occasionally update. You is did at update Tishy it. Show. I saw it. I did. And if you have any complaints about the show Twitter, you should direct them to at Dadstronaut. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at tshishow at gmail.com. And that's also where you can send a voice memo, just like uh, multiple people did this week. That was Yay, wonderful. It was you. thoroughly exciting. All it took was Jeremy begging and pleading. So <laughs> keep up the good work on the voice memos. You can also fax us your uh, snow day butts <laughs> at 617-354-8513. Someday that phone number is going to go away, but we'll keep using it while we've got it. Yes, please. Again, fax me. Get out your old fax machine and dial 617-354-8513. And with that... Let's go back to bed because that was everything. Yes. On a snow day. I can't even get my caffeine though. <laughs> no. So scared. <laughs> You've got to perform tonight. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? I know you're in.